The super nectar Ayurvedic beverage that is beyond divine and simple to make. Takra. Welcome to the Vital Veda Show. I'm your host, Dylan Smith. I'm an Ayurvedic practitioner and holistic health educator and someone who basically every day drinks this drink called Takra. I'm going to get into that. I'm going to get into what it is. You know, there's this beverage in Ayurveda which supersedes superfood status and it offers an impressive spectrum of therapeutic benefits. Now, this simple beverage is even categorized with this divine status according to the Vedas. And the awesome part about this is this beverage is ridiculously simple to stir up. Now, this beverage is called Takra in Ayurveda, which refers to buttermilk or thin lassi. We're going to go into what this means. We're going to go into the different types of Takras. We're going to go into how to make it, the various ways to make it, the ingredients to make. We're going to go into the mythology behind Takra and why it is considered beyond divine status, like more than better for the gods, according to the ancient wisdom, which has relevance today. We're going to go into dairy intolerance. We're going to go into all the benefits of drinking this beverage, Takra, all the farm, the therapeutic benefits, and so many things, and the sour taste we're going to go into. So yes, a whole episode devoted to Takra. I want to let you know, if you want to know more about Takra or about, more so about Ayurvedic nutrition and understanding the principles of the essence of foods so that you can come across any food or beverage and understand the qualities of it and how to apply it therapeutically. So for that, we've launched this course called The Essence of Ayurvedic Nutrition because really when you understand the essence, it's all about the principles and it's not about Indian food or not. It's about all the foods. And that you can see on our website, vitalveda.com.au and you can go to courses and education and Look at all the awesome other things to learn, educations. So, Takra. First of all, this drink, which I also refer to in the English word as thin lassi. And you may have heard of lassi or seen it at an a Indian restaurant, but this is really not lassi. We have to call it thin lassi or buttermilk. So we're going to call it Takra because that is really the sound of this medicinal beverage and this tasty beverage. So... Takra is known as one of the only foods, the only food actually, that pacifies all the subdoshas. You may have heard of doshas in Ayurveda and it's these elemental constitutional makeups. And there's three doshas, vata, pitta, kapha, which are basically, again, these various biological energies and elemental makeups. However, there are, in fact, Subdoshas, there's five subdoshas of each dosha, and so 15 subdoshas totally. 15 biological functions in the body, and not many foods pacifies all of them because they're so dynamic and they have various qualities, they can be opposite. But takra is the only food which pacifies all these 15 subdoshas. The only food, there are herbs that can do that, quite a few herbs, but takra is the only food. Now, Let's explore why Takra is beyond divine. Let's go into the mythology of Takra, this thin lassie beverage. There was once a man called Lord Indra. He was the king of the devatas, the king of the celestial beings. And he was a man of many girlfriends. He had a rather 
lustful sexual appetite, this Lord Indra, and potentially even a bit sexually aggressive. He had this particular dark intention towards a woman named Ayala, who was the wife of a great sage, Maharishi Gautama. Now, Ayala was a pativrata, which is one who loves her husband solely with devotion, so devoted to their husband. They are exemplars of this divine feminine quality, which is Pativrata. She was also said, this Ayala, to be one of the most beautiful women of all time. The regular dinacharya or daily routine of the Rishi Gautama, who was the husband of this beautiful woman, was as follows. A rooster would wake him up in the early in the morning, in the Brahma Mahurta, the time of totality, approximately two hours before sunrise. Now, this, we've done a whole episode on the Brahma Mahurta, this time of totality, this time of the day, two hours before sunrise, where everything is more towards transcendence and more powerful. Anything you do at that time is more powerful. It's a spiritual time. It's a time to work and study and absorb knowledge and move certain biological mechanisms in your body. So, back to the story. The rooster would wake up this rishi, this great seer, every morning in the Brahma Mahurta, and he would go to the river and do snan, which is bathing, and he would do his morning rituals at the river. Now, one day, Lord Indra mocked a rooster call to wake the rishi up early and go to the river to do his regular routine. Now, since it's usually dark in the Brahma Mahurta, the rishi just went anyway, so it could have been at 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. or something, and the rishi went to his river. But, see... What Lord Indra's plan was doing this fake rooster call was while the Rishi was gone, he assumed the body of the Rishi. Lord Indra assumed the body of the Rishi and slept with Ayala. And he enjoyed her sweet embrace, just like he wanted to, that lustful Indra. Now, but soon after the Rishi was at the river, beginning his rituals, he realized it was not the Brahma Mahota. He could not feel that energy of the atmosphere, the doshas that are dominant at that time. They weren't quite right. So Rishi Gautama, he went back to his bedroom and caught Indra, tainted with his wife. Rishi cursed Ayala to return into a rock, to turn into a rock, until another man finds a pativrata. That was the curse to her. And Rishi, the Rishiji, the Rishi Gautama, cursed Lord Indra to have 1,000 yonis or vaginas on his body. You see, rishis are seers. They are these masters of consciousness. They actually have a greater capability to curse or influence even the devatas, the celestial beings. More so than even the devatas can influence the rishis. Of course, that is the rishi if he's evolved enough. So basically, we have this situation of rishi and devata where these rishis, these great seers, are actually more powerful and have the capability to either curse or influence these celestial beings. Of course, that is if they are at that state of evolution. So, Indra received this curse of having a thousand vaginas on his body and he was devastated. He was scared. How could anyone be attracted to him anymore? How could he even act in life? It wasn't only Indra that was scared. The devatas, that all the devatas, all the celestial beings were also because... Indra is the Lord Indra. He's the ruler of all these celestial beings. And how can Devaloka, which is the realm of celestial beings, function when their ruler, Lord Indra, cannot function? So the devotees pleaded to the Rishi, to Rishi Gautama, please release 
or even lessen this curse you have given to Lord Indra. Now, the Rishi did agree to lessen the curse. But sometimes, when Rishi curses someone, or even most of the times, they cannot take that curse back. And when they curse them, that curse is sometimes implemented spontaneously, perhaps without much thought, and even sometimes with regret post-curse. So, in this case of Rishi Galtama, he caught his woman with Lord Indra, sleeping with his woman, and he just straight away cursed him. May you have a thousand vaginas on your body. And this could not be reversed. But let's see what we can do to lessen the curse, Rishi Gautama said. So he made it that if anyone would see Lord Indra, instead of seeing 1,000 vaginas on his body, they would see 1,000 eyes. That is all the curse alleviation the Rishi could do. So Lord Indra had 1,000 eyes. Now, the devotors, the celestial beings, were happier of this result, but they still wanted the curse to lessen even further. So, since the Rishi couldn't do anything, he tried, but once you curse, you curse, they're so powerful that that becomes implemented. The Devatas summoned these two Ayurvedic doctors. They're called the Ashvini Kumara, and they are known as the twin Vedyas. They are a pair of twins that have some horse-like features throughout their physical appearance as well as their ability to provide strength and stability and carry others so strong and with so much stamina. So these twin Ayurvedic doctors called the Ashvini Kumara, they were actually the Vedyas, the Ayurvedic physicians for the celestial beings, for the Devatas. And they were called to heal Lord Indra of this skin condition, of this condition of having 1,000 eyes on his skin. And what the Ashvini Kumara prescribed, the medicine that they prescribed for Lord Indra's disastrous skin condition was takra. It was buttermilk. That was the medicine for Lord Indra. Now, this is the story. Now, let's look at what we can learn from this story. First of all, takra, buttermilk, is exceptional medicine for eye health and exceptional medicine for skin health, particularly skin health. And we're going to go into this a bit. And if Lord Indra would make buttermilk and drink it, all of his eyes on his body, except for his two original eyes, would go away and be pacified. Lassie cools down, or thin buttermilk cools down the body, and it takes away breakouts. It's so good for skin. It reduces inflammation. It's cooling. So when the skin is inflamed and hot and breaking out and acne or inflamed blood and eczema, psoriasis, Lassie is absolutely very beneficial and very helpful. And we'll learn how to make a certain, rest, a certain ingredients added into the takra to make it even more powerful for skin. And another lesson we can learn is Look at the preventative aspect. If Lord Indra was drinking buttermilk in his life as a preventative, as a nitya sevaniya ahara dravya, which is the buttermilk, the takra, is one of those foods which you can be drinking every day. There's only some foods in Ayurveda which you can be drinking every day. Otherwise, it should be more seasonal. It should be more diverse. But perhaps if he was drinking takra every day, he would be less lustful. He would be less what we call rajasic, which is that excess agitation in someone, that that light which is agitated and stimulated. 
But let me tell you something. Lord Indra could not drink lassi because lassi is not available to the devatas. So he could not heal his eyes. Nectar or amrita is available to the devatas, this nectar of immortality. However, buttermilk is not. So this is why Takra, and Lord Indra will emphasize this himself, and he has emphasized that Takra, or thin lassi, is superior to nectar. It is beyond godly. The gods cannot even take this. Now, let's look at other situations before we shift away from the mythology of when other devatas, other celestial beings, missed out on Takra. There's a story, and I'm not going to go into these stories, but when Lord Shiva, the great destruction operator, when he had poison in his throat, Nila Kanta, if he would have had the lassi, that would have been the antidote to his poison. Ganesh, the elephant-headed god, that great joyful aspect of consciousness which removes obstacles, the, the elephant with the big belly and has a bowl of sweets and ladus and blispors, he wouldn't have a belly if he drank lassi because it would help him digest his food and it would help him lose weight and help him be less bloated. And of course, Lord Indra's skin condition. And there's a shloka in the Vedas which says, Takram Shakra Dulabham, which means Lord Indra can't even get Takra. Takram Shakra. Shakra is another name for Indra. And Dulabham means it's very hard to obtain. Although Amrit, nectar of immortality, is easy to attain. However, Takra is difficult. So let's go into this substance called Takra and see how it is in our modern science and in our life and in Ayurveda, away from the times of mythology, which of course is created to trigger certain aspects within our life and to trigger Eureka experiences and to teach us. So first of all, before we get into Lassi, let's, well, thin Lassi, and I, and I, catch myself there because it i commonly say lassi but it really we need to emphasize the thin we'll get to that in a bit but what is takra takra is the liquid or buttermilk is the liquid that is left over from churning the butter out of fermented or cultured cream or yogurt if the cream is left out for a while while naturally occurring lactic acid producing bacteria is proliferating it will lower the ph making it more acidic which then allows the fat and butter to separate. You get the fat or the butter separating from the buttermilk. And actually in Ayurveda, and we're going to go into very easy ways to make buttermilk. It's so simple. It takes a few seconds with very common ingredients or like ingredient basically. Anyway, buttermilk is of three types. You can get one which is when the fat is completely removed. And that's good for kapha, that's good for low digestive fire, low digestive strength. You can get one where the fat is half removed, which is good for pitta. It's good for those with moderate power of digestion. And if the patient has moderate strength. And then there's that from which fat is not removed at all. And that is good for vata and strong agni. And if the patient has enough strength. Now, those three buttermilks are specific in Ayurveda. They're not so relevant we're just going to go to the simple general buttermilk no need to get that detailed which is so so simple and literally all you can do to make buttermilk for example is simply here is the recipe make one tablespoon of cow's yogurt with one cup of water and mix it 
That's it. Simple. One tablespoon of cow's yogurt, one cup of water, mix it with a fork. Simple. Finished. Now, but Dylan, I'm dairy intolerant. Well, dairy intolerance, again, we, we really explore intolerances in our Essence of Ayurvedic Nutrition course. And you can also see our article, How to Overcome Food Intolerances. And basically, the gist of that is, first, we need to fix the digestive fire. It's not so much the food which is causing the issue in you. It can be triggering that, but there's an underlying issue which we need to fix. We can't just eliminate the dairy and eliminate the gluten and say, yep, that's finished. We need to go to the root of the condition. And that is Agni, which is digestive fire. And it's not just digestion. Like when you learn about Agni, it is the whole process of transforming aspects in your body. One of them being food or drink, digestion. But there's so much more to Agni. And this is what we teach in the essence of Ayurveda nutrition is how to activate Agni. You know, people have learned a bit about Ayurveda, they think one Agni in the digestive fire, but actually there's 13 Agnis. There's so many other Agnis as well. So this is what we teach in this as a very, very nutrition, enhancing that capability in you to transform anything which comes into your life. And once we enhance the Agni, then we can slowly and gradually in a methodical approach, introduce the foods. And as a matter of fact, if it is a dairy intolerance, which we're having this approach for, Lassi or buttermilk or Takra, is one of the best foods to introduce for overcoming dairy intolerance. First, we fix the agni and then with lassi, particularly with a pinch of salt and make it very thin. You could even do one teaspoon of yogurt to a cup of water. That is a fantastic food to introduce into the system in the right season with the good quality water. Or if it's a severe intolerance, even just the water from the lassi. So you make the lassi, you let the yogurt to the bottom, and you just drink that water. It's, this is very helpful. So I also want to add lassi, or thin lassi rather, takra, as I said. It's one of the foods to be had every day. It's called nitya sevaniya ahara dravya. And some Ayurvedic physicians say it's even mandatory to be had daily. It is so powerful. Now, I want to emphasize there are some things to be had every day, like rice and mung, dal, like ghee, certain spices. These can be had every day. Of course, people fast, etc. But definitely these can be had every day. Now, what yogurt to use? Well, let me tell you, the best yogurt is homemade yogurt and it is extremely simple. It is so simple to make homemade yogurt. I'll just give you a very brief recipe, but you should check out the Vital Veda Instagram. On our Reels section, we have how to make yogurt. And literally, you basically boil cow's milk, let it cool down to warm, and then add a spoon of yogurt, mix it in, leave it overnight, you got yogurt. It's very, very simple. Now, if you can use the A2 cow milk, which is free-range and grass-fed, that is best. We want free-range, we want grass-fed, we want ethical cows, we want cows that are treated with love. It is possible um, you can reach out to your local Hare Krishna farm. You can find ethical. There's now more progressive companies in Australia like Mother Cow Dairy and other countries in US coming up with these ethical dairy farms where they're keeping the bulls, they're keeping the boys, they're keeping the cows with the mother and they're sharing the excess milk that comes because when it's the right season, the cows are producing enough, more than enough milk for their calves. And what is it for? Potentially, the humans are one of those people that can get that. 
Now, before that, on the yogurts to use, otherwise, if you're going to buy, you just want plain yogurt, plain organic, full cream, full fat yogurt, no low fat, anything like that, just regular yogurt. Greek yogurt is also possible. Otherwise, just a full plain yogurt. And yogurt should always be sweet. It should be fresh. That's when you know it's fresh. So, I mean, when you're making homemade yogurt, it's another level. It, it brings the microbial benefits to like skyrocket because the probiotics are so powerful. The enzymes, like you don't even use a fridge. Every day you're making yogurt. It's a daily thing and it becomes like a habit. Before sleep, before in the night, you just boil your half liter of milk or your one liter of milk, however much yogurt you drink for the day, according to how many people you're feeding. And you add the spoon of yogurt from the day before and the next day you got yogurt. You're not even putting this in a refrigerator and it's so sweet. And if you can try to utilize less refrigerators in your life, your food will be more fresh. It will be more harmonious to your body easy to digest so sweet yogurt is is so powerful so i just want to talk about the ratios of yogurt i said one spoon or one teaspoon for dairy very intolerant people or one tablespoon generally but i want to tell you the exact ratios in case you want to be particular about it the actually ideal ratio of yogurt to water when you're making takra is one part yogurt 14 parts water so maybe that is a bit more than one tablespoon, but one part yogurt, 14 parts water is ideal. Now that's very thin. That could look like one or two teaspoons of yogurt. If you want to make it more thick, you can go one to six ratio or even one to four. So one part yogurt, six parts water or one to four. Of course, if you have more loose stools, more diarrhea, it's wiser to make it thick. And by the way, this takra is very effective and very important medicine and drink for people with loose bowel motions, loose stools, diarrhea. And I really want to emphasize thin lassi. You know, if you go to the restaurants, they will be giving lassi, mango lassi, banana lassi, all this stuff with beautiful sugar and cream and fruit. It's not takra at all. It's like a, it's a malfunctioning of traditional wisdom. So... I just want to also emphasize before we get into the benefits of Takra, more medicinal benefits and all the medicinal benefits, I want to talk about the difference between yogurt and Takra. And of course, the ingredients that only differ if you're doing plain Takra, and we'll get into the different types of Takra and ingredients you can add to make it more medicinal to address certain diseases and therapeutics. But when we're dealing with just yogurt compared to Takra, it's actually very different. This is the power of Agni, of transforming. You have yogurt, yogurt is heating and it blocks channels. It is known as Atyanda Abhishandi, which means very blocking. It blocks the channels. Yogurt and cheese, like these foods just block the channels, specifically for diabetics, people who are overweight, people who can't sleep well. Like it's so much, so it causes so many issues. But Lassi or Thin Lassi or Takra, it is actually cooling and it unblocks channels. So that's the power of Agni, of transforming. All I did was add water and mix it with a fork. But you've got a completely new product, a complete opposite product in some aspects. And yogurt, you know, you can give to younger children and even to teenagers and things. And But always with the yogurt, you should either add amlaki, which is Indian gooseberry, or honey. And that will counter the, the doshas, that very heavy, congesting, blocking quality. 
So overall though, thin lassi is such a better way to get yogurt and the benefits of yogurt. So the benefits of takra. I'm going to read you a quote from Bhavakaprakashnigantu, which is one of the main Ayurvedic texts, one of the top six Ayurvedic authorities. And it says, those who daily take takra do not get sick, do not have diseases, and any disease cured from takra will not return. Have no doubt that what Amrita is like nectar to the devatas, so takra is nectar to the humans. Bhavavakash Nigantu said that. And then my teacher, Vedya Jayaraju, says, takra is pharmacy in a glass. Now, the benefits of takra. As we mentioned, eyes. It's very helpful for all overall eye health, for itchy eyes, for sore eyes, tired eyes, degeneration of visual perception, macular degeneration, burning eyes, various aspects. Skin, as we said, skin diseases, eczema, psoriasis, inflammation, dermatitis. It brings this moist glow to the skin. Acne, like it is so important. It's very what we call pitta shamaka. Pitta is that element in the body which is related with fire and it's heat and excess and strong. So this is very good to reduce pitta. It's very hydrating. Lassi is so hydrating. Like you drink that in the summer, room temperature, you can feel how hydrating and drink it more in the summer. It protects against heat strokes. It soothes hot flushes as well. So it's just very helpful for these excess heat conditions, these excess pitta. It's very good for digestion. We know that yogurt is fantastic probiotic and especially with the lassi, it enables to deliver those probiotics more effectively with the water and it doesn't block the channels and it can go into the blood and the lymph so beautifully and just, it does a beautiful sweep of the digestion. You know, when you drink takra and you particularly finish your meal with takra because the last taste of the meal should be astringent. So one of the best times to drink takra is with your lunch or with your meal. And always finish it. Even if you have dessert, after the dessert, finish with takra. Really, in Ayurveda, dessert should be first. Sweet should be first. But I understand we're in the habit, particularly things like chocolate. When it's bitter, that's also perhaps better to have at the end. But still, always finish with the takra. And it gives that nice sweep of the digestion. It makes you feel very satiated. You don't want to crave after. You don't want to snack after. You're satisfied. And it, and it gives a beautiful sweep. So... Definitely it's powerful for digestion. And we can look at the lactic acid bacteria in Lassi. And for thousands of years, lactic acid bacteria has been used for food fermentations around the world. So basically what happens is they settle in the food, this lactic acid, and it allows the food to rot. And if you stop this decomposition at the perfect point, what you've done is, and you obviously don't let the food completely rot, you just, just somewhat, and you basically have pre-digested that food essentially with this lactic acid and also perhaps more beneficial of what you've added as well is the bacteria's digestive metabolites to the food now pre-digestion what it's doing it makes the food easier to digest and brings far more nutrients into the body but these bacteria metabolize which is basically the waste products stools the poo the waste products of these bacteria 
that is incredible for you. It includes these enzymes, antibodies, these vitamins, these exopolysaccharides, like so many things is so powerful with these bacteria metabolites. So like kimchi, for example, fermented vegetables, it's really the metabolites which create those health benefits. And this lactic acid bacteria, it helps detoxify the gut and it's very alkaline, like Takra is a beautiful alkaline thing. It increases absorption. It allows your digestive tract to be able to absorb the foods. Lassi, or thin lassi rather, is very good post-surgery, post-panchakarma, post-detox and rejuvenation, detox procedures, because it's very good at rehabilitating some gut which has gone through these intense processes like a cleanse or a panchakarma or a surgery, and it allows the gut to adapt. And it's just fantastic at rehabilitating. So not only does it do that when you're feeling depleted and you can't eat much because you've just been doing these surgeries or whatever, it gives a very nice and gentle and stable nutrition and food. It maintains this kayagni, which is this, this strength, this complexion, right? It, it maintains that. So if you want to add enhanced digestion for someone who has digestive issues, anything, whether it's bloating or diarrhea, or pain, even if you even have more constipation, what you can do is you can add roasted ground cumin and a drying. And what that is, is you basically roast, dry roast cumin and a drying seeds. A drying is a type of celery seed. If you can get that, definitely that's very powerful. But you dry roast them on a pan. You're just frying them on a pan. Then you grind them and add a pinch of each to the lassie. Also add a pinch of black salt and also add a pinch of black pepper. Now, a dwine is not for everyone. It's very heating and strong. So the safe one for digestion is really just a pinch of salt, black salt if you want, unless you have some high pitta or skin problems. But black salt is very good for the strong digestion, the, the pain, digestive gas, bloating, cramping. So black salt or regular salt, pinch of that, pinch of pepper, and a pinch of roasted ground cumin, a big pinch in your lassi. Now, takra also helps regulate weight. It helps you lose weight, but it also helps you put on weight if you need to put on weight. So if you need to lose weight, it'll help do that because the astringent, it kind of dries up that excess fluid, it increases the metabolism. But if you need to put on weight, even make it a bit more sweet, add some sugar, add some rose water, add some cardamom. As long as it's more sweet, that helps nourish the body and enhance, activate that agni, that metabolism, so that it can start utilizing the food to build and put on weight and if you really want to take it to the next level as soon as you make the lassie when you blend it or you churn it or you stir it if you take off that foam that makes it you know even more losing weight but if you leave the foam on at the top that's actually very good for the weak people the debilitated people it will help them so even that foamy stuff, that actually can be a bit harder to digest. It can create a bit more heaviness in the body. But that's why we give it to the weak and depleted people. It's like ghee. If you've ever made ghee, you'll see this foam at the top. This is really impurities. We don't want, we don't want that. But with the lassi, we don't want it either. However, if they're very weak and debilitated, it can help with that. So more benefits of lassi. It is very good for hair health so powerful with the calcium and and with this pitta because the pitta is related with the hair and the fire 
So it's very good for those who have thinning of hair, especially premature graying of hair and baldness because what happens at some stages there when pitta is involved, pitta is burning the roots. The fire element is burning the hair follicles, the roots of the hair follicles. So Lassie is very good for that. Lassie is very good for keeping veins and arteries clear. So it's very good for the cardiovascular system, for, for the circulation. It's very good for viruses. It can kill viruses. It is very, very good for hemorrhoids or piles or arsha in Ayurveda, it's called. So there's a quote from the Charaka Samhita, which is the top three most authoritative text in Ayurveda. And it says, there is no medicine better than buttermilk for the cure of piles, particularly caused by predominance of vata and kapha. But overall, there is no better medicine than buttermilk for the cure, the cure of piles, which is hemorrhoids. Hemorrhoids, if you experience them, you should definitely be drinking every day at least one a day, and when they're inflamed, the hemorrhoids, because people, they have these hemorrhoids, very common. We deal with a lot of this clinic. There's so many more things we can do. Um, yeah, at our clinic, we have pretty good success with treating patients, depending on, of course, how long it takes is how long they've had it. But a lot of these patients, they have these hemorrhoids, and it's there. It's chronic. It's there, for, but whether it becomes inflamed or not, that's that's another thing. So when it does become inflamed, drinking takra a lot, but always drinking takra as a maintenance. Even for asthma, although it can increase kapha at times, although remember, takra is pacifies all the doshas and all, even all the subdoshas. But when the winter, you should keep an eye on it, right? If you, if there is the kapha, if there is the more sinus congestion, lung congestion, keep an eye on it in the winter. Less so in the winter. Takra is definitely more summer food, and in the summer food, you can be drinking more than once a day. But with asthma. If someone has asthma, if you add even some fenugreek seeds, some fenugreek seed powder to the takra, or even better, you put the fenugreek seeds fried in ghee or mustard oil, in even better, fried in ghee or mustard oil in an iron pot, then add that to the lassie. That is very good for asthma. So once again, get an iron pot, heat ghee or mustard oil in it, and add some fenugreek seeds. You can also add some cumin and mustard seeds, these pungent, beautiful seeds. Fry them, grind them, or better to grind them, and add it to the lassie. This is very good. This is also good as a dairy intolerance reintroduction to dairy. And lassie takra can also transform the brain. Okay, It, it basically digests in the intestines, and we know about the gut-brain axis, very closely related. So, takra, it cleanses the shrotas, it cleanses the channels of the body, which allows the essence of our nutrition, which we call rasa, to reach our tissues properly. It produces proper strength, nourishment, complexion, which is related with the skin, and it's said to cure 100 diseases, including all those caused by kapha and vata. Now, some other ingredients you can add to lassi. Well, mango, even dried mango, cumin seeds roasted in ghee is a beautiful drink. In fact, you hear about these fruit lassies. We know that dairy and fruit, I mean, fruit and anything, but especially fruit and dairy is a very incompatible food combination quality. It creates a lot of indigestion and can lead to other diseases. However, mango is the only fruit which you can mix with dairy. And generally with 
milk and also takra, we should, it's always a bit better to have spices. However, you're on the run, and what I do most days is chuck a spoon of yogurt in a cup of water, mix it, bam. And what I like to add personally all the time, because it's easier also, is add a schwitz of pure, good, high quality rose water. And if I want to put more effort into my food and I have the ingredients, which I usually do, I'll add fresh coriander and fresh mint, which is what I call a cooling lassi because I'm pitta. And cooling lassi is, once again, just the regular takra. Add a schwitz of rose water, approximately one-eighth of a teaspoon, and some chopped fresh mint and coriander. So this is very good for pitta, very good for skin conditions, and good for hyperacidity in the gut and inflammation in the gut. So... Once again, be careful with buying buttermilk commercially because a lot of them are just cultured skim milk. However, there are potentially some brands and you might get from farmer's markets um, that have come out with proper buttermilk. In fact, in the US, there's a brand called Supernatural. And now I want to address Lassie for vegans. Vegans may ask, what is a supplement? What can I use? I'm sorry, but really, unfortunately, it's very hard to find an alternative for this. You know, not really. You can look at other pitta-reducing effects and for the various conditions that we talked about. But once again, lassi is the only food which treats all the subdoshes. You cannot get a food like that. You cannot make a vegan product. You cannot make any other food. So, you know, a comment also get asked about ghee, and maybe we'll do a whole podcast on ghee one day. But again, ghee, it's it's hard. It's hard to substitute for vegans, but you know, to some things we can use the other oils like coconut oil and sesame oil, but it's not going to have nearly that power and that whole very vast range of potent therapeutic effects. And the lassi for the takra vegan really can't do it. I'm sorry. Like we can use other things to address skin. We can use other things to address eyes, but you cannot get that pharmacy in a glass any other way, not with coconut yogurt like that. And again, I want to say when to drink it and definitely summer, plenty. Dinner, you need to check because it's the cover time, the sun's down, it's very cooling, may increase the fluids in the body. So, so perhaps, or unless it's summer, maybe not so much at dinner. It's more of a lunch drink. You drink it with your lunch. You should be drinking little sips of a beverage during lunch. And Lassie is the best beverage for that. And finishing with the Takra always, as we said, and as a snack, it's a fantastic snack, especially for those who are almost addicted to snacks and like just want to drink all the time uh, or eat all the time, like chocolate and organic nuts, organic chocolate, organic sultanas, dried dates, give me a quick anything just to give me some energy and stimulant. But a lot of this time is we're just doing it because we want some energy. We're low on our own energy and unable to tap into our own fuel so we rely on these quick injections of stimulants or really we're just hydrated, dehydrated and thirsty and we associate these mechanisms of eating, putting something in our mouth with food and we've got confused. And So, so many reasons why we snack, 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 snack. But if you want to reduce that, which is a wise thing to rest your digestion and start to develop your own ability to burn your own fat rather than the fat from foods, even if it's healthy, and start to learn to tap into your own energy. Lassie is a beautiful substitute and a beautiful snack. 
And I want to lastly finish with the sour taste. Now, sour is lassi, but it's sweet as well. Now, fermentation always will bring a sharp sour taste. In Ayurveda, the sour taste is mainly the earth and fire element. And the gunas, the qualities of sour are heating and oily and light. And generally, it is like rajasic, which means it's, again, that agitated light. This is the sour taste, not saying this is lassie. This is the sour taste. It's generally giving that agitation. It's giving that heat, right? So sour taste can balance vata a bit with its heat. And it can allow the the pancreas to secrete its digestive enzymes. It can support that. There's a lot of benefits there. However, sour can change its effects if it comes from fermented really what we call sattvic dairy which means dairy which is ethical and love and good quality this sour can be sattvic right if it's coming from that quality if we have sour coming from a fruit and by the way sattvic means pure like life force giving just leaving you blissful and radiant but if the sour comes from a sour fruit it can be in between sattva and rajas, in between this pure light and this beautiful blissfulness, high pranic, easy to digest food, and the agitated thing. If sour comes from fermentation, which is basically a tamasic process of breaking down, which is a process of creating inertia, then it can become quite rajasic, quite irritating, aggravating to pitta, it can heat up the blood to a point where it spoils the blood, i.e. causes toxins in the blood. It can create stimulation in your mind, agitation in the mind, anger, irritation. It can stimulate the liver. It can sort of balance kapha. This is why the sour taste is good for that. But even that, you know, heavy fermentation, if it's heavy, it can irritate kapha as well. So we want to, you know, my point is this is the aspect of sour. But when you can get sour from dairy, which is sattvic, which is pure, good quality, ethical dairy, and even you know, to the, the best ability you can, it, it really creates benefits. And we even use takra in our clinic. We do a treatment called takradara. And you may have seen, if you've ever seen photos of Ayurvedic clinics and treatments and therapies, you've probably seen a photo of, the most common one is of a pot, a therapist dripping a pot or, of, or flowing a pot of oil over the forehead of the patient or the third eye, as people think but it's much more than that. They're flowing oil, warm medicated oil in a rhythmic manner over their forehead and over their head. This is regulating neurotransmitters in the two brain hemispheres and working on the glands, the penile gland, the pituitary gland, the hormones, the mind, the brain, mental health, so many things. Beautiful treatment. It's called Shiradhara. But there's also one called Takradhara, and that is using a medicated buttermilk. And as a matter of fact, that is even perhaps in most cases, stronger. Of course, different therapeutic applications for different people in different conditions. But in general, Takradara is even more powerful than the Shiradara, the medicated buttermilk. We use it at our clinic a lot, but we really only use it in the warm seasons. We don't use it in cold season unless it's for someone who is very pitta, very able to tolerate a cooling treatment. It cools the mind down. It chills you out, man. It regulates that agitation in the mind and mental health and fantastic for insomnia, skin conditions, hot flushes, hormonal health, like skin conditions, migraines. It's so powerful. Takradara. This is Takra. 
treatments, drink it. It's so important. Check out the recipes on our website. You hit up recipes in the vitalveda.com.au and you can find the, a few different tucker recipes, a sweet one, a digestive one, and a cooling one. Something you should be drinking every day. You know, but it is said one of those foods to be drinking every day. It's so hydrating. It's so nutritious. It's so powerful. Have it with love. Have the freshest yogurt you can. And if you want to learn more about nutrition and really how to understand substances on your own, go into these qualities and these tastes and unpack the taste and how that influences it, check out the Essence of Ayurvedic Nutrition course. It's such a powerful course. We did it as like an introduction to Ayurveda, but not only if you've never heard of Ayurveda before, even if you're an Ayurvedic practitioner and you've studied it for years, it's going deep and giving a very foundational knowledge provision, which people don't get in the typical learning of Ayurveda. And it's starting it. It's, it's that root knowledge. It's rooting your knowledge into the Vedas, which are the laws of nature and the laws of nature, how they express itself through substance, through food substance and herb substance. So this is the essence of Ayurveda nutrition. Of course, with me, you can check it out. And if you appreciate these podcasts, please, please, please leave a review. I asked you because this is a lot of work. Leave a review, share it with on Instagram. Make a Takra, make Takra and Show me how you make it. Do an Instagram story. Tag Vitalveda. We'd love to hear. We'd love to share it. However you want. Video or, or just a photo. That'd be much appreciated. And, and tell me how you like it. How, how does it feel for you? Okay, my dear potential Takra drinker, future Takra drinker. We're going to say Jai Gomata, which means glory and gratitude. And thank you, divine cow, for producing these medicinal nectar-like substances, not only for your cows, but for others to enjoy. And we will reciprocate that giving with caring for you and protecting you from aggressive and exploiting practices of your species. So, my dear friend, Jay Gomata, Jay Ayurveda, and till next time, much love.